0: Welcome to Critical Hit, on Future Spoilers Podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and checking us out this week. We are back into it. We've repaired our ship. We're flying off into the stars, Kevin. And we've set a course for adventure.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, so you guys are flying off, uh, avoiding the authorities in a totally legit way. Uh, And you had uh, just recently um, successfully fixed all the sabotage from the ship. Uh, from talos so uh you know i think what your plan was was to um you know find out where the race was and then start racing at least that's where i think we left off last time
2: on critical hit Hit. Hit. here on critical
3: hit
2: (laughs) hey look everybody there's rodrigo hi rodrigo hey it's not as easy as you think it is is it mr man (laughs) Yeah, no, no, yeah. it's tough. Yeah, you got to <laughs> unmute, and then you got to talk, and by that time, I mean, Rob's already done. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, so, yeah, you guys, uh, the the crew of the Squeaky Clean um, had uh, some excitement last time, getting the ship Uncritical under control. <laughs> God, mm,
2: got me again. <laughs> you got to um, be careful, man. You got to be careful. Just give
0: him your your stern look and he'll be quiet.
1: Yeah, Uh, I'll give you the silent treatment. Um, But uh, no, you guys were going to the Armada to uh, lay low temporarily uh, while the authorities passed by. um, And uh, the ship is now in good repair. Uh, Squeebo is back to normal size. Um, There's totally a normal crate in Amu's personal chambers. Everything is fine.
4: There is a normal awesome. crate. In those Personal chambers. That sure is a
0: perfectly a normal crate. It's also not so normal crate. God, didn't ask about that. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, question, everyone. Where do we need to go?
2: Oh yeah, we need to figure out where we're supposed to go. Perhaps we could find some way to trace where mm-hmm. Team Rust Bucket had gone previously.
0: Quentin, do you but have rust anything? Rust
5: Dragon, but that's not a bad idea.
0: Quentin, do you have anything? Do you have an itinerary from the, from the event people, since you're kind of working with them or the liaison with them?
2: Accessing. I apologize. I am not programmed with that information at this time.
3: Well, see if you can get in touch with uh, Crystal and see if she knows, and uh, I'll try and hit some other uh, sources of information.
0: Contacting Crystal. Do we know of any of the other contestants in this game? Sure.
5: We know plenty of the teams, but they're, you know, competition.
0: Uh, Yes, but I wanted to see if they've already left as well.
3: I mean, they wouldn't necessarily be taking off from here. Yeah, but you know, if you want to take the initiative and check some manifests,
1: sure, they might not all be going to the same place is another thing. Uh, So fans of the show drifters know that there are lots of little sub rounds, because they cannot, they they don't have every team participating in every environment. Um, So it is likely that you only you're not going to be, for instance, up against team electrum your first time out. Um, you'll be up against some subset of teams. So different teams might go to different locations.
0: Hmm. Okay. Uh, Grace, do you happen to know where we're supposed to be headed to? I do not.
1: I'm sorry, but um, maybe Rain. Uh, you, I think you'd said previously that uh, she was investigating it for you. We could reach out to her.
0: Sure. Can you open a communications to her?
1: Uh, all right. Up. Oh, looks like communications are blocked. I can leave a message.
0: That would be great. Who's blocking? I don't Did know. Did we turn off the blocker?
1: No, no, not our communications Um, on on Rain's end.
0: She's busy. Sure, leave a message. Tell her it's Bob. Okay, Uh, open up the internal comms back to uh, Hecubino. Uh, Hecubino, um, Rain appears to be busy at the moment. She's got her comms shut down or blocked or offline at the moment.
3: Yeah, let me see if I can scrounge up anything else. I'll try and check the... Um
0: by chance, was there a welcome packet in your uh in your quarters? I don't know which ones are my quarters so,
1: so that is a good thing to bring up. There are uh six passenger quarters um there's two on the port, two on the starboard, and uh two uh in the rear. I don't remember what that's called on the ship um aft
2: aft, aft. sounds right that sounds aft. correct
1: uh and Um, there's an upper and a lower quarters for each of them that just, it just reflects whether you take like a little couple stairs down into the quarter or a couple stairs up. Um, it also means that you all have a neighbor who is either above you or below you. Um, so, uh, you guys are trying to reach out, uh, through various channels, you're trying to see, you're trying to scour, you know, the infosphere or whether whether you've all received, like, little notices or something like that. You're asking around contacts, maybe doing a search to see if you can find uh, Team Rust Dragon's ship um, and uh, trace things that way. But you do seem to have a little bit of time on your hands, so that would be a good time to get your uh, personal effects in order, you know, get the ship livable since you're going to be here for a while. right? So um why don't we go through you guys uh one by one? Um and you can tell me where in the ship you uh have your quarters and what your quarters are like.
5: Are the quarters all the same size?
1: Um roughly. Um they're all kind thanks. of basic, blocky, you know, uh you know, they've got metal sheets as their roofs. They all have like little uh portholes out into space that you can look out, and uh they all have, you know, bunk beds built into them uh that is say just one bed but uh built in um and then the rest of it is really up to you know what you've it, there's there's basic sheets and, and things like that that are uh serviceable for many uh types of creatures but um what you w- bring to it is uh what will define the quarters let's start with on <laughs> because you already have something interesting in your quarters <laughs> I also think that Rikrichi might have unusual personal quarters.
3: Uh, uh,
4: So Amu's bed has been converted into a terrarium where Amu can get out of his shell. Uh, Otherwise, the room is currently uh, not particularly unpacked as Amu has decided to uh, turn about three-fourths of it into a uh, crab pen. (laughs)
1: <laughs> um. so it seems like the, uh, the crate fiend likes to have like a space off on its own where it can go about unobserved.
4: Uh. So yeah, there'll be one of the corners will just be all of the crates with Amu's personal effects stacked up to the ceiling uh, nice. where it looks like a third of the room is just not there. Uh, and then the, some more crates are stacked to cut off, most of the rest of the room away from that, where uh, his new pet, our new pet, can uh, chill out un, uh, unimpeded.
1: Nice! So, you've set up a nice little uh, area for uh, the crate fiend. Have you come up with a name for it yet? Uh, not yet. All right, well consider um what other personal effects does amu have does he have like a special desk that he sets up for doing mad science does he have particular types of clothing he wears does is his room set to 110 degrees and ultra humid and it has like uh fungi growing on it
4: uh, the room is ultra humid uh the fungi will only be growing in the terrarium uh there's a heat lamp above the terrarium uh, to keep that specific area uh, highly heated, but the rest of the room is actually relatively sparse, as most of the med science is done via the med lab, uh, which when Amu is out of the shell, uh, the shell can be unfolded to use as an actual medical desk for experimentation and creation. You
1: just use every part of the buffalo that is you. Yes. Nice. <laughs> Great. That sounds good. Um, All right. Who wants to go next? Quentin will go next. All right, Quentin, what are your quarters like?
2: Quentin's quarters are going to look exactly as they did uh, when Quentin moved in, except for three major changes. One, atop whatever flat surface one can find, there will be a small charging unit into which Quentin can plug himself and take whatever nutrition and or electrical power that he needs. So that may be sitting on the bed itself. That's probably sitting on the bed. It's not particularly large, but it's basically a cradle unit that he plugs into like, you know, your iPhone. And secondly, as many screens as possible will be displayed on the wall areas. If it's possible to do holographic displays of as many screens and as many incoming streams as possible, That would be awesome to where he's actually able to see multiple channels. He's able to see, you know, live feeds of the Drifters or the actual broadcast as well as, you know, news feeds and things from the Infosphere, whatever you need.
1: That's awesome. So right now you have to settle for actual screen displays, but that seems like a good use of any credits you could upgrade.
2: Absolutely. I have like 107 credits.
1: Yeah, but you want Hmm. those good holographic Projector, projectors. Did I
2: say hundred and seven? I meant, I meant 107,000 credits.
1: <laughs> Alright, so you've got I a have. charging station, the room mm-hmm. is covered in screens so that you can mm-hmm. simul-watch lots of drifters yes. and, and all other types of media. And what was the third thing?
2: The third thing is a large potted plant. It looks as though it used to be a flowering plant, but somehow it's turned into like a weird giant viney plant where runners just keep splitting off and growing in weird different directions. And it's way, way, way too large for the pot that it's in. But for whatever reason, it is there and it's huge and there are basically little sticks and wires and paper clips and things trying to hold each one of the various runners around. So whatever and wherever this weird plant wants to grow... In any direction, it's clear that Quentin is trying to make sure that it can continue growing, even though it's too big for the pot. And for some reason, it's just this weird vine thing.
1: Um, so I have a, a, you know, cross between. Um, uh, oh, help me out! The Japanese trees, the small ones, <laughs>
2: bonsai, bonsai, <laughs> bonsai.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's I have a cro- half cross bonsai and a bonsai half garden and little shop of horrors.
2: Yes. That's exactly what it is. And it's just growing all over the place and doing weird things and has limbs and vines and you'll see one vine that splits off into four other vines and each vine is trying to grow and maybe there's not enough water, but it's fine because it's, you know, it's it's doing its thing.
1: Then I, I also see Quentin come up to him and like one of his little compartments opens and a little, uh you know, rod sticks out and spritzes it with some water.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Occasionally a little tiny pair of scissors Just to clip off any parts or any dead leaves and such.
1: Awesome. All right. I think I heard uh, Rodrigo there. So what do uh, Hecubino's quarters look like?
2: Um, Hecubino will
3: set up a... um, He'll set up his bed-type area um, in such a way that um, basically... Quentin can stand comfortably in the opposite corner um, and he can sit on his bed and uh, it will look like a natural shot. Um, he might <laughs> like he'll even like kind of measure it and put like a little spike down like an X um, to for like the optimal place for Quentin to hover and then Camera he will also set up um, he probably doesn't have like a full on like triptych mirror, but he probably has a bunch of smaller mirrors that he like jury rigs together. Um, and basically, if there's like a desk area, he's kind of turned the desk into his like makeup area. Um, if he has like a couple posters, he will like again sort of place them strategically so that they're in the shot. Um, and, uh,
2: That's pretty much it. If you you walk
3: into the room, like there are areas that seem weirdly decorated and others that aren't because he's just focusing on the ones that are going to be in shots.
1: Uh, So that's funny because I imagine, you know, where you, you know, like, let's say you're leaning up against your desk or by a bed or something like that. The areas around you and behind you might have your, your cool posters and stuff like that. Whereas I'm, I'm, if we pivot the camera and see from Hecubino's eyes, there's just like an expanse of gray metal, <laughs>
3: yeah, just nothing there, and uh yeah, so it's probably like an arc so that um Quentin can stand in one place and get uh Hecubino like either on his bed or sitting in the mirror or even do a shot of Hecubino through the mirror, and then whatever he's whatever's behind him will be something. But yeah, if he was like to start at like literally the opposite side and get him through the mirror, there'd be nothing.
1: Ah, uh, metaphor for the emptiness of the pursuit of celebrity.
3: Yeah, well, uh, there's a there's a bit of a method there too. Like aside, like Hagabino doesn't spend a lot of time talking about you know the pursuit of psionic power, but he does need to like concentrate. And like prepare and actually having blank walls helps with that, so it does help a little bit. But it's mostly the other thing.
1: Ah, deeper than he looks. Yep. Um, cool. Great. Who wants to go next?
5: Uh, I'll go because um, Vanjie will probably a, pick the uh, the room next to Hecubino. Um, Above and then, or below? I assume. Go in, take a look at like the cot that's actually there. Sigh. Go into Quentin's room and be like, "You, you don't, you don't, you don't sleep, right?" Or don't sleep on a bed. Just give me that. that is correct. And just grab his bed, like You're the bed welcome. that was there when the room started. Yep. And then you go take and the mattress so that,
1: off <laughs> the little shelf that the, the, the bunks are built into. Yep. Yep.
5: Yeah. And then go and cobble together a bed that is big enough for her. Because presumably these things are not meant for desk dimensions.
2: <laughs> um. I just love that image. Oh, you won't need that, right? Great, thanks.
5: Yep, exactly. Um, and, yeah, so um, she probably, likes, and, you know, so that's trying to make uh, use of space efficiently as possible, um, uh, but also um, takes, like, really good care of her weapons and armor um, and start like, you know, sets them up so that they are not, like, she's not going to accidentally kick them or anything like that in her sleep, and that, like, a door isn't going to set something off, or um And then also tries to like if there's possible room uh to set up something like a little bit of a workout space in there for herself, um, so that she like do any type of morning workout before actually like showing up. But it's possible that she starts almost immediately starting to colonize other areas of the ship for her space, um, if her room is too small.
1: Yeah, I mean you can have a few things for, you know, uh you know, body weight exercises. Um, and things like that that you could do in your quarters. But yeah, mm-hmm. if you want like to ha- set up like an actual weight bench, you might want to do that in like the uh, cargo bay. Um, if you need more uh, ac- um, aerobic activities, you're going to probably want to m- like you don't have a treadmill or anything like that, so you're going to need to be moving throughout the ship.
5: All right, then she's basically gonna she'll she'll set up her room in a, in a fairly basic fashion. Like imagine like bed. Uh, pile of blankets but like in a kind of like pretty uh you know actually surprisingly like efficient you know in terms of like the um the corners are all very tight it's all like very neatly made um you know probably very few personal effects um but uh, except for like very pragmatic stuff that um you know her her gear that seems to like all be placed strategically so she could like grab it at a moment's notice um and then she starts just colonizing the ship and creating one of those like you ever go through a park where um there's like almost like kind of, like it's not really an obstacle course but it's like you know at certain points there's like a place for you to like do chin-ups and like where mm-hmm. it's like to stretch in certain places and basically like st- setting up uh like a whole thing. Um, around the ship, also probably with something of an eye to uh, how it would look on camera.
1: So you can, you know, emerge from the, uh, the ducks and, and tubes, uh, you know, from doing your, like, army crawl, and then you leap up and you're at the chin-up bar, and then you, you know, sit down and you're in the weapons uh, bay,
5: Yeah, exactly.
1: Okay, so we will be running into little obstacles that Vaggie has set up throughout the ship. You guys can all (laughs) thank her for that. Thank you, Vangie. That's smart.
5: Morning exercises start at six sharp. If you want to join me, you are more than welcome. Uh, Bob or Skritic? I could go. All right. I'd say
6: uh, Skritic largely uh, has uh, set up a pretty Spartan room so far. Would have taken uh, pretty much the lowest quarter, uh, lowest deck quarters available. uh, For the most part, he just uh, has his uh, backpack uh, packed and ready to go at the foot of his bed. And at the head of the bed, he's got the crate with his uh, pistol and knife cleaned and ready, should need be. And uh, uh, he's got a drawer that he's got. with a couple of food things he managed to uh not eat at the dinner, uh, kind of stashed away. Uh, he's got a stool or a chair that he's uh, largely using as an armor rack airing out his uh, beast hide armor.
1: I'm getting a uh, low-key prepper vibe pretty much. Cool. No, I mean you're you're very uh again pragmatic and on the ball um but uh not uh, Is there anything particularly uh, personal that Skritic has out, or is it mostly, you know, him kind of hunkering in?
6: Right now, he's just uh, hunkering in, nothing personal out. Uh, Like I say, for the most part, he still has everything uh, packed up in his backpack, uh, you know, ready to grab and go, if need be, when ready. Okay. And
1: last but not least,
0: Bob. All right. Bob's quarters are super, super sparse. Uh, there are, uh, really only, uh, six things, seven things that we can see in the room, maybe eight. Um, uh, I'm guessing on the bunk, there's kind of like a built-in shelf. That's right. Okay. Uh, there are four books on the shelf. Uh, the first book is You've Unlocked Your Emotions, Now What? by Harold A. Logan. Then there's Your Emotions and You, A Practical Guide by Janice Goodman. Uh, Making Friends and Enemies in These Tough Times by Dale R. Robbins. And One Million Credits in the Bank by Michael Salvo. Right next to that is a little counter. You may have seen these things that people use them for their social media, you know, numbers, how many people are following them, etc. There's a little credit counter right next to the books that currently says 4,215. Yes! On the floor, I think I know what that is. On the floor is a knapsack. And then there's also on the, the desk, there's a data, uh, data pad that's always constantly displaying all the diagnostics of the ship in real time. And then uh, on one of the walls, probably the, blind, the wall right next to the door, uh, right at, at eye height, there's a small round mirror mounted at, at Bob's eye height that he uses for uh, meditation. And that is all that is in Bob's room.
1: All right, so yeah, pretty sparse, pretty Spartan. But um oh, and actually one final thing on this, uh pick your neighbor cuz keep in mind you're either somebody's upstairs neighbor or downstairs neighbor um based on whether you're an upper or lower deck.
0: Downstairs, uh whichever one is closest to the to the pilot seat.
1: It's probably um 6 to 1 half dozen the other between the uh, port and starboard wings.
2: Upper starboard. But,
1: Upper starboard. Okay?
5: I'll go with downstairs of Hecubino. Quentin will yeah, be we'll upstairs of Amu. Yeah,
1: we'll be in the back. Alright, so you guys are uh downstairs aft for vengi upstairs aft for uh Hecubino. Um Skritik, you're a downstairs person yourself, right?
6: Yeah. I didn't record
1: Do you care about starboard or port?
6: Nope. Whatever's open.
1: Then you will be downstairs starboard below uh bob quentin you said downstairs
2: uh upstairs oh, above Quentin's
1: upstairs and okay. amu you want to be downstairs
4: amu has had the experience of his terrarium leaking and understands <laughs> that uh, others are not appreciative
1: All right. So Amu and Quentin, you guys are neighbors. Vangi and Hecubino, you guys are neighbors. And Bob and Skritik, you guys are neighbors. So you will run into each other slightly more often throughout
2: the show. Quentin presumes that if there are any unpleasant smells from a room full of terrarium, it will be less problematic for him.
1: (laughs) Sure. Yeah, you guys can determine what uh, habits you have, like whether you're playing, you know, Kasathan drum trance music all night or something like that.
2: Oh, I'm definitely playing Kasavan Trance music <laughs> No way.
1: Okay, cool. So, um, uh, you get yourselves situated while uh, Grace is scanning for uh, the Rust Dragon, and you're waiting to hear back from Rain. Uh, Grace reports that uh, the Rust Dragon, the Team Rust Dragon's ship, uh, left um, Space Dock, but um, it it left under thrusters, not under drift engine, uh, which indicates that it's likely headed somewhere in the packed World system, but they did take evasive uh, maneuvers and seem to uh, go through the armada, much like we did, to lose any would-be trackers. Hmm. And as you guys uh, congregate, by the way, there's kind of a, uh, a central uh kitchen dining room area um in towards the uh, center of the ship um that uh, that is an easy place for the six of you to gather when there's nothing particularly going on um uh and the grace has things on autopilot since you're not really doing anything right now uh okay. then at that point um you get a private com uh message from Rain. Hey, so uh, you guys aren't where I left you. Uh,
3: nope, we had. uh You remember uh, those guys that got into our ship? They left some malware, so we had to clear that out and then uh, make a make a bit of an exit. I accidentally
5: right. shot. Well, not so much accidentally. I had to shoot two missiles to start keep from blowing something up. Well, I got uh
1: something to drop off here, so you're gonna need to dock somewhere.
3: Back to Absalon Station. Yep. All right. Well, let's go.
1: Let me know where you've docked, and I'll uh, meet you there. Let you know what I found out. Okay. So you guys find a different dock, um, and settle up with the docking fees, and uh, alert rainus where you are. Yep. Cool. Um, when uh she, you know, pings your uh comlinks that she's nearby. Um, and to open the, uh, hangar bay doors, um, as you do so, uh, you hear, uh, the rumbling sound of a vehicle engine, um, an old school engine, uh, running on petrol. Um, and it, uh, rumbles into the room. It is a, uh, high mobility, multipurpose wheeled vehicle with a, uh, Very wide uh, uh, base, um, and and a steel frame, and enormous tires made of some super durable polymer um, with thick treads in them. Uh, And it has an open top, um, and it kind of looks like a a really wide, durable dune buggy.
2: Internal combustion. How amusing.
1: And uh, Rain is uh, driving it, and she drives it into... The cargo bay.
3: Ooh, sweet ride.
0: Yeah, this is a classic.
1: Yep. You'll be needing it.
0: I take it this is our on world transportation. For this world, yeah. Oh?
1: Well, you can keep it if it if it survives, but different worlds might require different transportation. Why don't you seal up the uh the bay there and I'll tell you what
2: I know. Quentin closes the doors.
3: I like Get some hooks out and like secure the buggy.
2: I will help.
1: Yeah, and it probably needs like, you know, real brake things and stuff like that so it doesn't move around or get jostled in space flight. But yeah. Yep. Uh
0: I'll double check rain. and make sure the parking brake is on. Yeah.
5: I'll do any heavy lifting required to secure it.
1: Rain hops out um after uh parking it. And lets you guys do some of the miscellaneous stuff. And uh, then is uh, ready to uh, debrief you in the cargo bay. So I uh, found out where you guys are headed. All right. Gonna, where are we headed? It's going to be Akaton, the red planet.
5: All right. Nice. Home team advantage. Mm. So
0: mm, For those of us who may not be familiar with uh, Akaton, what, what do we know about it?
1: Why don't you
5: well, make a... From.
1: Culture check. Culture check, yeah. I think culture is the most appropriate.
0: Uh, and I rolled a whatever I rolled. The window closed. 20. A 20. Okay,
1: pretty good. Uh, so Akaton is, and if anybody else wants, you can roll as well. Um, although people can also tell, you know, communicate. Nice. Uh, so Akaton is uh, the third planet from the sun in the packed world system. Uh, it would be fourth if you counted Absalon Station, where you know Galarian once was, um, and it is known as the Red Planet because of its red-orange, uh, iron-rich soil. Um, it so obviously think of something like Starfinder's Mars, uh, and it uh, has low gravity, a thin atmosphere, um, and supports you know it's. Been, Kind of a barren desert world, not not lifeless. There's there's plenty of life on it, but think cacti, shrubs, um, dust storms are really common there. Uh, stuff like that. Uh, it used to be the site of a, uh, a big big mining operation for a mineral called Thasteron, uh, which powered pre-drift spaceflight. Um, but ever since drift engines came about, uh, the market for that plummeted and, uh, the planet is a, uh, abandoned desolate wasteland filled with junk heaps. And, um, yeah, there's also gladiator arenas and, uh, use massive Yusoki warrens, um, where they trade all sorts of things. And uh, there's a an enclave of contemplatives there as well.
0: Oh, that Akaton. <laughs>
5: uh, any idea where we're supposed to start? Uh,
1: they'll they'll keep that under wraps so that we can't uh, scout the the course before it's underway. We'll get that at, as a last minute thing. Um, why don't uh, Hecubino and Vangi give me another culture check as well? Actually, anyone can, but I'll give you guys a plus. Two bonus, Fangy and Hackabino.
5: Sweet. Okay.
1: Uh, Ugh, I did poorly. Got to watch more InfoSphere. I'm
2: trying. I have 57 screens. Oh, dang! Add 20.
1: Nice, nice. So, uh, Akaton has actually been on the uh, show Drifters before. Um, Brian, uh, I imagine this might be critics like what episode he's seen.
3: <laughs>
2: you've um, only seen one episode but this is the one you've seen i hate
3: that every time you tune in to a show that you haven't seen it's always the same episode <laughs>
1: yeah. uh so um you remember yeah there's there was uh a crew of shirin that were ripped apart by Girillon, these uh four-armed ape creatures um uh, on on the uh, surface of Akaton.
6: I yeah, don't know that.
1: Yeah, so uh, pretty much a blighted wasteland. Uh, if you're not used to low gravity, it's gonna make you feel giddy at first, but it can throw things off, too. Uh, air's a bit thin, so we're packing a little extra oxygen in case you need it. <laughs> then everything else will be up to the course. Uh, Physical terrain, no no flight enabled. You're going to have to drive from place to place, hence the buggy. Worst places to start. Yeah, 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 yeah. I also have the uh, the skinny on your competitors.
5: Ooh, hoo.
1: well, uh, we got three of them total. Four, uh, four team pod. So. First, might not be a big surprise, but it's the new team, Rust Dragon. Right, right. So, you guys know them. You know their strengths and weaknesses, although I guess less so now that they've uh, reformed. Rebuilt. Next one is Team Hivemind. This is an all Formian team. You know, the, uh, I don't know what to call them, but amp people. Amps. Yeah. Yeah. But they're backed by that uh, interdimensional uh social network hive mind
0: mm.
5: deep pockets, I hear
1: very deep, so you can expect state of the art for me in tech um, the one thing that good they teamwork <laughs> yeah, excellent teamwork, they're all gonna work in sync, uh the drones and uh, warriors are pretty much fearless, but uh they're not always the most creative. they kind of operate with a
5: single purpose hmm. makes sense.
1: And then there's one that I have very little information about, but again, they seem to have a lot of credits back in them um, and I objected to this, but uh the uh marketing said that it could establish a little rivalry, so they were fine with it uh but it's called team Brain power and really? it's uh it's a contemplative uh Sheeran, and a trox
5: hmm. oh so all all
1: psychic. Well, I I don't know, but their logo is a giant brain.
5: All right, is this uh, too advanced or just one of us? Oh, so you'll get an award for uh,
1: for finishing first. They'll announce that at the beginning, um, and uh, then anyone who survives, anyone who doesn't survive, obviously, doesn't make it out period and then whoever comes in last is eliminated so as many as 3 of you could advance
5: okay mm, okay
1: but they don't like to have a event where that happens
5: of course of course what do you think could i could check in with the coach when we land and see if he's got any skinny mm,
3: yeah i mean unless it's going to be far from our old stomping grounds there's probably a lot of information that we can get when we get there
1: they you might like jam your signals when you arrive is the only thing
0: mm.
1: because they're not going to want you to communicate with the outside world. Now, after the race is done, we should have some time.
5: Oh, Fair okay. enough. We can do that.
1: All right. And of course, being as uh, you know, they're not going to give us much time to prep. You are supposed to be there in 30 hours.
5: All right. Well, let's, plot a course and everyone got a good night's sleep
0: okay grace all right can you begin preparations to plot a course to akaton the red planet
1: all right well let me off first i'm not coming with you oh okay <laughs> well she's just Fair. prepping
0: we're not we're not going to take you yet
1: uh but uh yeah if you you have any questions calm like me they'll uh they'll jam me out too i won't be able to advise you during the race so uh if you need anything, there's some supplies that I thought might be useful in the buggy. Uh, i leave it to you to uh, adorn it. Uh, one thing you're going to have to keep in mind, there's uh, there's always really two two contests going on. Mm-hmm. There's the race, which you can't afford to lose, and you can't afford to be blown up. But then there's also the race for people's hearts. So if you're just bland and effective, people don't tend to like that. That means lower viewership. That means fewer likes. That means you're not going to get as many upgrades. Uh, That means eventually they're going to try to write you off. Right, right. So you need to build your brand.
2: A tree is known by its fruit. What now? Exactly.
1: Confusing aphorisms. Okay, that could be... Branding strategy, I suppose. All right, I' uh, pretty tired, so I'm going to leave you guys to it. Like me if you have any questions.
5: Okay. Th- thanks again.
0: Bye.
1: Uh, she, um, her, her. Shinta, uh, antenna twitch in your direction. She just kind of waves. She trods off the ship. She looks a little run down, a little tired. She looks yeah, tired
0: and run down. She's she's
3: world weary. Oh. Which world? All of them.
2: Yeah. Once she's out of earshot and there's no way that she can hear it, you will hear Quentin say, I question her motives.
5: Yep, that tracks.
2: Why? She's helping us. But why?
5: Because she wants us to do her a favor and figure out who's getting killed. Yeah.
3: Also, as our contact, she gets some amount of money, plus uh, potentially the sponsorships could expand to her.
5: Yeah, if she gets like known for a coach of uh, up-and-coming drifters, she could get even better up-and-coming drifters.
2: But she has self-identified that she does not trust the competition. Therefore, it seems illogical for her to attempt to win a competition that she does not trust.
5: Well, she she wants us to get to to the bottom
3: of it. That doesn't mean she doesn't want to also win it.
5: That's the ideal. we and we have to we have to do. I probably we're probably gonna have to do pretty well in order to get become the bait uh, to actually like them to try to you know mess with us as the second place winners. Uh, so it's kind of it, it kind of has to be both. If we get knocked out too early, then we're useless for the investigation. Mm. Either way, it's
3: fine to keep a healthy amount of distrust. So if you distrust her. And I'll like slap his little orb or like, if you distrust her, that's some amount of brain power that I don't have to devote to distrust her. So
2: go for it. <laughs> Quentin's little emoji face gets a raised eyebrow for a second. <laughs> he sort of pivots a bit and says, a wise man always knows the side on which his bread is buttered. Bob
0: goes over to the, uh, to the vehicle and looks to see what, uh, what rain have left, has uh, left for us.
1: So there's a uh, little breather masks um that uh probably have the extra oxygen she mentioned um and a couple there's one that's just like a weird tank that you think maybe Quentin could install um and uh then there's a tarp covering lots of uh supplies for basically maintenance on this machine extra things of petrol um and uh, it looks like some uh, gear that would be appropriate on a planet that has uh, horrible sandstorms. So goggles and, uh, you know, dust-colored cloaks or sandy cloaks.
2: Oh Man, polished shell. Sandy cloak. Eyewitness news.
0: <laughs> okay, Grace, I believe we're ready to depart.
1: Um, also on the uh, buggy. There's a big, um, you'd say it. It's a weapons mount, but there's nothing um, connected to it. It's just like a big box, um, but it doesn't look. It looks locked, and like you can't have it easy access to it. You might be able to pry it off, but it otherwise seems to be just welded onto the back of uh, the buggy in the place where a weapon would be mounted. Hmm. Which uh, people who are familiar with drifters know that the weapons don't start enabled. Uh, uh. so it's possible that this will like be you know, the box will burst open at some point when the weapons are uh unlocked.
5: Dramatic. Vengi will like unlocked. <laughs> Look around and be like, I wonder what's in there. I'm super excited. Well,
3: unless it's something that we have to plug someone into, you can probably have first crack at it.
5: Yes. Um then she'll like look at the everyone else and be like, "All right. So Hekimino and I we got our we got our thing. You guys should work on your like personas. To figure out how you want to introduce yourselves to the world.
0: Hi, I'm Bob Newman. Hello, we are Amu. All
5: right. All right. So you're going to go with like super weird and you're going to go with like The audience stand in new to this, and you're like the super upbeat aphorism guy.
3: Yeah, although they'll rarely actually see Quentin.
5: Oh yeah, right, because he's the camera. Fair enough. (laughs) Critic, what's your what's your deal? Me. Yeah, you.
6: (laughs) I'm just trying to keep us alive. Or best case scenario, me.
5: Tough. I like that.
3: Yeah, no, that's good. That's great. See, I'll, I like point at like I look at Amo and Bob's like, see,
0: that's what we're talking about. Hi, I'm Bob. I'm trying to pay my way out of servitude to my home planet.
3: All right. Yeah, that's something you we just, can work with
0: that. The best case scenario was only him surviving. Yeah. And Bob, I hope I also survive.
3: So that see. So that gets you thinking. What's his deal? What is he up to? Right. If, it, if the audience starts asking questions then they'll be interested. That means they're interested.
5: Yeah, that means they'll tune in next week. That yeah. means that they'll try to like make sure that we do survive to the next episode.
3: I mean, I don't know that a lot of people know what Recreci are, so we've got a lot of latitude to work with, but um, we'll figure something out. Okay. Maybe we can get a good shot of you like eating a bone or something.
2: <laughs> in all likelihood, our issue will not be so much branding as coherence of branding as each of us is relatively memorable in his or her own way.
5: I mean, the ensemble, you know, it, it can work. It can work.
3: Yeah. That's more of a uh, clothing and we'll work on some catchphrases and team cheers and stuff like that. But, um, you know, uh, there's like all 4 man teams obviously there's like all Sheeran teams so there's other teams are going to be a lot better about seeming cohesive and on brand at all times so we are going more for the pop band model
5: yeah like team Rust dragon seems to be going pretty eclectic too so yeah i,
3: mean, I believe we're, in we're this worked context out pretty well i would the last be fight. the cute one
5: the cute one yeah Except for that you'll be on camera, so bean is really the cute one.
0: Hecubina oh, smiles. Oh, burn. Is that, the, is that what I'm supposed to say there? That wasn't bad. <laughs> but
5: good. Yeah, Thank yeah. You. I like it. I like it. Thank you. If you want to be the like sassy backup. I I'm, think I'm you're all
1: cute. Times and oh. Grace. <laughs> thanks. Like We're little weird, baby chicks.
3: Okay, good to know. Mm. Bob, you did, you did give the ship's computer a good once
0: over? Uh, yes, yes, I did. Okay, that's good. Grace should be having our plot. Uh, in place now, and we should be leaving the docks any second, Grace.
1: Oh, I just okay. didn't want to interrupt, but okay, plotting course now. Thank
0: you, nah, Grace. Maybe you should maybe you should go take the helm. Yes, uh, you're. Do I call you a captain? What do I call you?
3: Um, I think Vangy and me would be like co-team captains.
0: Okay, um, co-team captain, and I leave the room.
3: Okay, <laughs> cool. So and we still you guys... call you Hacubino. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh and then uh turning to Hecubino is the uh slime monster you didn't realize was in the room and it turns to you, you and says Squeebo?
5: You're the mascot. Hey, Unpredictable mascot. Squeebo clean.
1: And it uh you know, floats not floats but like kind of slides. Yeah, slides and wheels off in some uh direction where who knows what it's going to get up to.
3: Yep, this team's very weird, but that's good. We can use that. I don't think we should take Squeebo on missions, though.
5: Definitely not. I mean, I guess he'll be on the ship, so, you know, if it's a space mission, we kind of have to. Sure, sure. You know.
4: Squeebo can stay and keep Herman company.
5: Excuse me? What? Who's Herman? Squeebo
4: can stay and keep Herman company.
5: What's, uh, sorry, is Herman like a, a what?
4: Herman, he's the Tebok that was in the medbay.
5: Do I have any idea what a tabak is? Life science. Nope.
3: No, going to try. <laughs> yeah, no, me neither. So, you're telling me there's another creature on board? Yes. He's yes, currently sentient. Sentient. My
2: room. Well, of
4: in my Or sapient. Most living creatures are sentient.
3: Uh, is he going to eat me? No. He's going to eat me.
5: Uh, whatever you're into, buddy.
3: As long as we don't have to pay it, that's fine. We will feed him. Okay. So it's like a pet? Sort of?
1: Amu shrugs.
4: So it, I know Amu that, shrug uh, is...
3: a lot of stuff was going on, but from here on out, let's run it by the team co-captains uh, when we bring pets on board, okay?
5: Yes, please. Can I meet it, though?
3: We didn't bring it on board, but yes. Well, who brought it on board? It was in the med bay.
5: Was it hmm. like a sample? Is it? Is it like an experiment?
3: You know what? I hope not. I That'd bet be... you it was a trap from Talos. Mm. You might want to I... give it a good, good checkup there. Make sure it doesn't have any uh, transceivers up its, you know, cloaca or whatever it has.
4: Oh, we'll give Herman a good medical uh, exam. Oh, that's good.
1: All right. So the ship is now uh, <laughs> underway, flying off towards Akaton. Um, so you guys have a little bit of time to interact with yourselves and, and, or with each other rather, and, uh, um, uh, get more situated, but I'm also fine skipping that if you would like to get closer to the action.
3: Um, I don't think there's anything else that we particularly need to cover. Um,
1: how about we do a real quick thing where everyone just says in like three words or less what they are like. For the next twenty four hours on the ship, Fangy.
5: Um, she will try to meet this weird three words thing. or less. Hmm.
1: <laughs> I'm just I'm asking not what you do, not for a breakdown oh, of every little thing. Fine. But like,
5: in uh, g- three
1: words uh, or less, what are you like on the ship?
5: Sleeping, curious, sweaty. Okay.
1: Sweet. Sleeping, curious, sweaty. Okay, great. Bob,
0: piloting, labeling, maintenance.
1: Uh, Skritic.
0: Grumpy and hungry.
1: Grumpy and hungry. Nice. Hecubina.
3: Also mostly sleeping.
1: <laughs> mostly sleeping. Uh, Amu.
4: Examinations, concoctions,
1: studying. And Quentin.
2: Spheroid floating observer. <laughs>
1: So some of you chose to like really throw yourself into the verbs of what you're doing. Some of you described yourself mostly geometrically and others are sleeping.
2: Yes. I and got that, My friends, the critical hit sleep. experience in a nutshell. <laughs> All right.
1: Well, you are approaching Akaton when, uh, um, there is a, uh, Extreme Infosphere Productions beacon that you pass that shuts down your comms.
2: Uh,
0: internal comms as well. No, no, um,
1: just external.
0: Everyone, it's Bob. Hi, Bob. Hi, Amu. Um, external comms have been shut down. <laughs> I think we are about to begin.
3: Um, great. Let me get All my right. makeup on. All right, I'll gear up. Yep.
1: So as you to begin to. Uh, Orbit the red planet of Acton, despite your comms being recently jammed, you receive a comms signal. It's requesting a video feed, and it's coming from the planet's surface, though not from a source you recognize. I'll
0: turn it on and pipe it into everyone's uh, view screens. Okay. Uh,
1: anyone who wants can make a culture check. Um, oh, boy. The, sure. To recognize what this is. Uh, The video feed cuts to a majestic chamber with very high vaulted ceilings with ambient green, pink, and blue light coming from floating spheres. In the background, there are massive supercomputers with complex abacus-like arrays of vibrating processors which occasionally emit little mini lightning bolts to other parts of the computer. A contemplative seems to be hurriedly zipping between stations and typing into consoles or adjusting dials and switches. In the foreground, there is another contemplative, evidently the person who signaled you, and they are floating in a cylindrical tank filled with transparent pink goo. Now let's go through these culture checks. Uh, Quentin, that's not very good. Hecubino, also not great. Thanky no. Okay, it's looking like Amu is that a 17 for you? That is a 17 for Amu. So it's looking like Amu recognizes this and nobody else does. Um this video feed it like you can tell by the the majestic chamber that it is um the Halls of Reason, which is the center of contemplative society on Akaton.
4: Ooh, Ooh are we going to go visit the halls of reason?
1: Uh, and the contemplative in the foreground in th- that goo tank um, uh, says, well, hello there, starfarers, or should I say Drifters? It's a pleasure to meet you. I'm Beth, and in the background there is Sven. I believe you all know our son.
4: Uh, Who's your son?
1: Talos? Oh, uh, uh. uh, yes, sirree, Bob. That's your name, right, Mr. Pilot?
0: My name's Bob.
1: Oh, yes. Our boy Talos has told us all about you. He calls us every week, don't you know?
0: That's nice.
5: Yeah. He, uh, we had him on the ship just just recently.
1: Yeah. He said he's got a, a bit of an enmity with you. Is that right?
3: I mean, you know, it's, it's developing into a little rivalry, maybe. Oh, yes. Well,
1: he always did have an inferiority complex, our youngest one. Just because his siblings all became neurobiochemists, theoretical planner physicists, and masters of secret esoteric orders, unlocking the purpose of existence, he still wants to carve out his role in the world. So he chose racing little starships and land vehicles. Vroom. Brain, brain envy. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, I I suppose you could say that. I, I do have a tendency to go on. Slap in my jaw. <laughs> Not really, because it's more of a sonic emanation from my parietal lobe.
3: Right. Uh.
1: But anyway, yes, our boy Talos, he, he went and he got that back alley brain surgery that you hear about on the news. One of the magical tadpoles that fuses to your brainstem if the surgeon knows what they're doing and has the best equipment. But he he hasn't been the same since. So so angry and obsessed with gaining power to destroy everyone who's ever slighted him it's it's a sickness and we're trying to get him help but you know of course he needs to consent to have the reversal so i'm asking you all for a favor as you're something like the closest he has to friends can i can can you keep him alive throughout the races i'm not saying letting him win or anything i could never ask you that but look out for our boy uh, well, uh okay. ma'am, uh, so, do you
5: know, I mean, but this whole, uh, surgery psychic thing, I mean, is there a way that we could, uh, maybe help subdue him without, uh, hurting him too much?
4: We're a surgeon. Hmm.
5: Oh yes. Yes.
1: Subdual. That's, that's totally fine. He, he deserves it. I'd say.
3: <laughs> uh, so, um, not to be, uh, crass, I guess, but. Uh, although I personally like him a lot already, um, unfortunately we are uh, professionals trying to get through a gauntlet of death and danger. So we are probably going to need some sort of at least monetary incentive to to carry this out. Again, personally I'd do it, but you know we got a crew, we got expenses, a lot of expenses. Oh.
1: So doing the mother a favor and saving her son, who she's trying to help get the, so she's trying to get the help he needs isn't enough for you? Uh,
5: I mean, unfortunately, your son did kind of mess up our ship and cost us some missiles Oh, I'm just
1: joshing you. I'm just joshing you. No, no, we've, uh, we've got plenty of resources. You can send some credits your way.
5: Uh, that that would be appreciated, ma'am. <laughs>
1: It'll be less than we spent on that uh, Brainerd, that Minnesota. device of his, that vehicle he's taken down to the planet. Yeah.
3: Oh yeah. Oh. What uh, what model is that? Do you remember?
1: Oh, I can't tell you that. You know better.
3: <laughs> yeah, worth but I
1: will say it's big and silver.
3: Oh, okay. So. Uh,
5: so Kevin, he's on I Team Brain Power then.
1: Oh yes, yes. I thought you knew.
5: Well, we knew there was a team called Brain Power that had a contemplative on it. I didn't really draw the connection,
3: but yeah, if I didn't know any better, I would I would say that uh, given the uh, roll call that we got from those guys, they're just literally all the guys that we looked over.
5: Yeah, yep, you're 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 right. You're right.
3: Which is gonna be rough next time that guy starts to molt.
5: Oh yeah, I, I think he's still molting. It was that was the whole point. It was, was going to take a while. Also, ah, uh, what a shame that uh that Sharon was really cool.
3: Well, oh maybe yeah, lucky
5: to have oh, her. our
1: boy Talos. He 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 keeps a couple tricks up his sleeve. I think he's psychically prevented the molting process from happening on his teammate.
5: Oh, that wow. would make sense because otherwise, I wouldn't. The two of them wouldn't work together. I right, can't all be right.
1: healthy.
3: Hey, Amu, you
5: oh, want to project? Oh no,
1: no, no! That's not healthy at all. Like I said, he's powered only by anger and the quest for more power. It's it's not healthy. Not for Talos, and certainly not for the Trox.
3: Right, right. Okay. Um, so, uh, Kevin, I don't know what would be a, like, a reasonable amount of credits to charge for looking out for someone in the middle of a death race. <laughs> but presumably, so, you know, they, I they have have might have that. an idea.
1: You could just look that up in Starfighter. That's a well-known thing.
3: <laughs> yeah.
5: It's a service. <laughs> like, <laughs> ship repairs. Bodyguarding during death race
1: um, so to give you guys some sort of uh, frame of reference the the difference in you know what if you guys each got say a thousand credits, you mm-hmm. would or maybe thousand fifteen hundred something like that, you would be able to afford to keep living and get the upgrades that you think are necessary uh like the, the the ones that you've been keeping your eye out for and looking for a sale and then realizing you're nowhere close to affording it, um the next best tools or weapons or armor. Something like a thousand to fifteen hundred per person, and that's across your, your uh little adventuring, at least for the next uh foreseeable
3: milestone. Okay. So asking for five thousand to what, seven thousand would be reasonable? Sure. Okay. Well, we'll negotiate that.
0: Yeah, there's six of us. I would say six to six to nine. Oh, 000. that's
3: that's right. There's six of us. I keep forgetting that. So yeah. Uh,
2: there's a lot more than well, yeah, six. Yeah, we'll of start high.
0: Us. We'll start with
3: ten thousand and see if they go for it. There's 1,570,000 six of us. So 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 what do you say, Hackubino? Be like, hmm. Uh, I think uh, given the Uh, the fact that we don't, we're not going to be able to know the course. We don't know what else we're facing. And that quite honestly, your, uh, power hungry son is going to be gunning for us. Uh, when you count in, uh, our, uh, ammo repairs, like wear and tear on our vehicles. And the fact that we might have to replace one of our crew, honestly, at the end of all this, um, I'd say maybe we can go with 10,000 credits.
1: Oh, now see, I can tell that you're 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 aiming a bit high there, but um, uh, why don't you make a diplomacy check? Okay.
3: Diplomacy—it's my least good uh, social. Wait, I'll
1: let you make a bluff oh, check if you prefer. Mine, mine too. If you're trying to uh, to get away with something,
3: I already rolled diplomacy for twenty. <laughs> nice.
1: Well, I can tell you're 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 aiming a bit on the high side, but there are a lot of these same expenses that. Talos tells us about all the time, ah, 10,000 credits, mm, I don't suppose you'd do it for 7,500. Uh,
3: you know, we'd consider it for 9,500, and we'd be willing to throw in our personal surgeon having a look at him, uh, assuming that we managed to grab him and subdue him.
1: How about we call it an even 9,000 then? Sounds good to me. All right. Oh, thanks so much. Honestly, he turns more of my lobes grays than all my other children, but he's kind of my favorite.
3: Aw. A great lobe. He floats
1: thing? about in the tank. Yeah. Uh,
5: hopefully we can get him uh, less homicidal by the time we're done.
1: Oh, I wouldn't go doing the uh, the, the brain surgery yourselves. No no, 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 no. Not unless you're experts at that.
5: Oh, no, no. I mean, like, uh, you know, done. At, turning the, at the, the end of everything.
1: Yeah! Oh yeah, yeah. yes, yes. Well, I really do appreciate it. Yeah, you know, you're doing a mother a favor, and and I, I, I just, I don't see what he gets out of the whole the whole drifters thing. Is it like? Is it like a like a cult? You're all his his peers. What what do you
3: get out of it? Mm, money. Mostly money. Yeah, fame. We get
4: to see multiple cultures and learn about various other entities, uh,
0: but mostly excite- money,
1: excitement. Do you uh, do you get to develop new uh, types of uh, theoretical equations, or or solve problems like quantum sprites uh, interfering with drift drives?
0: I'm uh, working on no
3: my man, emotions. But in
5: all honestly, I'm not nearly so smart as the, all that. Oh.
3: Mm. No, we don't really do that, but we uh try very hard to uh rise above all of our uh hugely underdeveloped stations. Uh, what I'm saying is most of us are really poor and ha- uh grew up in like bad situations. So this is a way out.
1: Oh. oh that's that's very relatable. Um over Is it I write it down?
5: Becky just like nods.
1: Um, On a uh, you would think private channel, um, Grace goes. "Um, You should all know that they've hacked our comms.
3: I know. What did uh, did did uh, mom give us or dad give us a name?
1: Uh, She said her name was Beth, and that Beth and Sven. Beth and Sven. That's right.
3: I remember because
4: those
2: names are great. <laughs> okay. Fargo, contemporary edition. As is the accent.
0: <laughs> okay. Um. Are we done now? Oh yes.
1: Thank you so much. And yeah. Uh. I'll be. I'll be in contact. Um. Especially if our our boy is is okay and 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 you get him. Uh. All right. Well. Uh. Good luck with the drifting and the and the racing. And uh. uh you just have a uh, have a good time then.
0: Please transfer the credits and then get off of our comm system. Easy. Oh yeah,
1: you you still use the standard multiphasic encryption which is well known to have interdimensional limitations if you can calculate tesseract honeycomb tessellations on the
0: fly. <laughs> <laughs> she snorts in the
5: tank. <laughs> I have no idea what any of that means. Okay then.
0: Honeycomb it was, was real nice talking insects. to you all.
3: Bye. Thank okay. you. Bye. She hangs up.
0: Okay. Was that a good joke or not a good joke?
3: Uh, I thought not it was a good pretty joke. good.
0: So my laughter was appropriate?
3: Uh, for the first second or so, yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, Grace, can we figure out a way to keep them from getting back on our systems that easy again?
3: um
1: I, I can work on it. I could probably prevent that specific thing from happening again, but I will say that their their technology was quite advanced,
5: yeah, and this is again super their home turf if they can they probably the whatever the jamming is going through
3: yeah they honestly know they, what they probably it is. yeah they probably created the infrastructure
0: for it,
5: yeah, so to Kalos, resources they,
3: they were
1: substantially more proficient much 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 more.
0: Hmm. Okay. Did they transfer the monies at least?
1: Well, I think you guys agreed to uh, to
3: save him. I yeah, I, think, I think we have to
0: like actually keep him alive and then they'll pay us. We didn't ask for money up front? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know they're going to screw us over.
2: Oh, well, really you know, nice. if
0: they screw us over,
3: then we can probably work it in some other way. Hey, listen, man. This is show business. You gotta, like, Wheel and deal. You got to put your, like, good face forward.
2: I mean, if nothing else, we have a son if they, you know, don't pay up.
3: Yeah, exactly.
2: I also have a complete recording of the conversation, which could make its way into an episode.
5: Oh, yeah. That's, that's a good side plot.
3: Well, we'll, <laughs> we'll see how they come through. Maybe we throw in anonymity as an additional bonus.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> And with that, you receive one more signal. Uh, this one, though, is coming from Xtreme Productions and it is telling you where to land Um, as as, uh, you begin your final approach to the red planet of Akaton and your first race as drifters. Drifters! Drifters! Drifters.
0: Well, you're going to have to come back next week to find out how that race goes because that's all the time we have for this week. Thank you, everybody, for downloading and checking us out. We'll be back next time. And until then, here's hoping all of your dice rolls are critical hits. This podcast is copyright 2020 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.